Welcome to the Get Fit with Jodell podcast. I am, as usual, Jodell, and I got to tell you, my weight training slash bodybuilding days started in '99. Okay, long time ago. And my next guest was one of the first people whose blog I loved, and when I first heard him on the early days of podcasting, I was blown away at his knowledge. And fast forward now, 23 years later, so put the numbers together and you can figure out how old I am, and I'm still learning from this guy. I I like to have on guests that have survived all the trends and the fads and who've been around the block to understand that going back to basics is truly what we need to focus on, whether it's nutrition, lifestyle, or fitness. And Dan John is someone I'm so honored to have on my own podcast after listening to him for decades. Um, And his advice on fitness and specifically weight training hasn't changed. And I love that. I love someone who knows the science and stays consistent teaching it apart from all the new confusing dogma about what's right and what's wrong in fitness that's out there. And Dan is an all-American discus thriller. He's competed at the highest levels of Olympic lifting, Highland Games, and he's the founder of Dan John University. And he spent his life with one foot in the world of lifting and throwing and the other foot in academia. So he's got a lot of knowledge. Dan has written a potpourri of books on training and fitness, Uh, amazing books. And he also hosts the Dan John podcast and works with private clients from all walks of life, including professional athletes and military personnel. But the most impressive part, I think, about Dan is that he has been consistently lifting since 1965. And I want to be able to say that, that I lifted for close to 60 years someday or more. So I'm really impressed by that. And today I'm excited to let you learn about true fitness and keeping it simple with regard to wherever you are in your fitness journey. And I plan on asking Dan to break down the needs of all the different genres of people, because while all of us can benefit from weight training, we also are bio-individual and have different needs. And as Dan mentions, training changes throughout life. So I love that. So Dan, such a huge honorable welcome and thank you for joining me today well thank you this is nice uh (laughs) and i'm glad we could change the time that was that was uh this is great uh this uh frees up my afternoon to i have a new murder mystery i want to yeah i can see from behind you you must be an uh, an avid book reader like myself so well these are behind me let's see up there those are (laughs) those are strength and health from the 1960s wow those are the right where my head is those are i think those are the dragon door topics this is all clarence bass's books Derek sivers books are here wow. Earl nightingale my translations are behind me sword and stones right there oh my goodness um, those are my irs things uh and then i have well i have a bunch of mystery novels there and then i have then i have three or four other areas where i you know i, I have a large collection of strength conditioning books and I then that. I do, and I, I wouldn't say I collect a lot of like murder mysteries because I, 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 there's this little place called Marissa's near my house and you get it for like, it's a secondhand bookstore. Mm-hmm. So I, when I finish books, I bring them back and uh, they have all my books, by the way, kind of cool. <laughs> but I, I like uh, Jessica Fletcher. She's a uh, murder. She wrote uh, Agatha Christie. Yeah. Um, and the then the, woman, uh, the burglar who series, and there's a new one, a guy named uh, Leonard, is it Leonard Block? Yeah, Lawrence. I'm sorry, Lawrence Block. Oh, and wow. a new one coming out in October. Considering there's only been about, he writes about one a decade. It's kind of exciting for those of us who uh, like his work. So yes, I love anyone that gets off their phone long enough to read a solid book. You know, none of this yeah, reading online. Want, so if you want to, 
you want a white attendant to flirt with you, and this is so inappropriate. So you're, you're 2022. I just, I'm sure you're going to get, he said flirt. The world's gone mad. But I was reading, I was flying out to New York or something like that. And uh, the, uh, the flight attendant, we talked for probably half an hour about the fact that I actually pulled out a book in first class and read it. Yeah. And I said, you know, I wasn't, you know, I just, you know, and then I looked around and all the other uh, highfalutin first classers, you know, they were just watching there. The one guy, if they're not watching Fox News, which oh is, British, if you need to watch, if you can watch Fox News for six hours, you don't have to worry about hell because you're living through it. Oh my God. But, um, I was just watching the one guy's watching the hangover and I'm looking around. It's like, I get it. You know, you're just trying to waste time, but yeah. Sometimes reading a book, and the other thing about a pocket book, I don't know if you if you know this, but see, I can take this book and mm-hmm. watch what I can do. I can put it in my pocket. My pocket. Ooh, see that? Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's not radiating your backside like a phone. No, is, no, so. no. And if I sit on it, I don't. And if it, if I lose it, I lose two dollars. You know, oh, so well, yeah, that's great. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, we have so much. I I can just tell my listeners are going to love you because you are so much fun to talk to. So, with regard to fitness, weight training, because that is basically your life. Let's start with an easy question that I'm sure you have a simple yet precise answer for. Why should someone weight train? Why should we lift heavy things? Sure. And what would you even say to someone listening to this who is isn't actually even doing any sort of resistance training or weight training. Well, we live in something, uh, most of life, everyone thinks there's a Gaussian curve, a bell curve. Mm -hmm. And the truth is none of you think that. So in the middle of the bell curve is average. And no one thinks they're average. Like, you know, you're young enough, I'm guessing to be like a daughter of mine. So, So you come back from Nutrition Therapy Association School. And you say, I meet, I met the love of my life. And I say, well, what's he like? And, and you go, oh, he's okay. <laughs> to me. So that's what, I mean, if, if you sit down with a parent and, and, and ha, ha, well, how's Billy doing? And you say, yeah, Billy's fine. He's an average student. He, he's doing, they'll get pissed off in 2022. Now my folks would have been happy if they were said I was normal because I was a little bit different, you know, um, but life really is power laws and what a power law is sometimes are called hockey sticks or check marks and uh, most of us go through life and basically for example probably the best thing every single listener can do let's just order put it in order for you okay sleep eight or nine hours Mm. wake up don't eat right away uh i mean i'm convinced that coffee Get a weight workout in, go for a walk, and then at your first meal, uh, eat vegetables at every meal, eat protein at every meal, drink water at every meal. Mm-hmm. Now, how that works out is going to be religious and all of the factors about what you mean by protein and what you mean by vegetables. <laughs> There's what, 20,000 or 200,000 edible vegetables on the planet. You know, eat one of the, eat a couple of those every day, okay? Well, walking is probably the best thing outside of pro- sleeping walking is probably the best thing you can do for fat loss mm. uh, it is uh it, it's stunning how good but what weightlifting does is it prepare you so walking is what we call the long tail mm. the more you walk and it should be walking it shouldn't be anything crazy um, you know you heard that ten thousand step thing that probably is just a made-up number it doesn't matter but 
uh, there's that one uh, new, uh, there's that one expert in California. He's got the sixteen sixteen program. Men should eat sixteen hundred calories a day, which basically will drive you insane. <laughs> and walk sixteen thousand steps a day. Now listen, if you if you just do the sixteen sixteen, pro, you're gonna lose weight. You're also gonna lose plenty of brain mass, and you're probably gonna, <laughs> you're probably a doddering idiot by the end of it. But you'll look good. Uh, walking is wonderful. Walking is, you know, it's like what Jeff Hemingway says. When you move to Manhattan, the first thing you do is lose ten pounds because you start walking. Finally. Right. Well, but the you do need some kind of boom in your life. And the safest way to go boom in your life uh, is probably weightlifting. Mm -hmm. So weightlifting does in a very short amount of time, you know, I coach, I, I have most of my clients using what I call easy strength. Um, yeah. It's very simple. It can be four or five exercises. It's simple, as simple as two sets of five. But on that last set, you go for a walk. Mm -hmm. So the belief is, is that the lifting frees up free fatty acids and then when you walk, um, the Pac-Man uh, eats all the free fatty acids. Yes. And when you finish, and, and coffee frees up free fatty acids. Mm -hmm. So if you sleep the nine hours and you walk somewhere, let's not go crazy. Let's say two miles a day. That's that's about, what, about 40 minutes uh, of walking a day, half an hour, 40 minutes. I don't think that's unreasonable. Mm -mm. If you eat vegetables and protein and drink water at every meal, you got it. But that weightlifting is the one that makes you go, boom. It's the one that charges the nervous system. And it makes what Rob uh, Wolf calls the hormonal cascade. Mm -hmm. We have no idea how hypertrophy works. Now, I know, you know, you're going to tell me you know exactly how it works. But it's like shin splints. There's 22 different things we think shin splints are. <laughs> now, you know when you have shin splints. And we sort of kind of know the therapy. We just don't know the cause of it. I, uh, hypertrophy is a black box. Uh, hypertrophy, folks, sorry. That's basic bodybuilding, increasing your lean body mass. It's basically a, a black box. Uh, we do certain things. Something happens inside this magic box. And there's an outcome called lean, more lean body mass. Mm -hmm. The thing on this side that makes the black box work best for lean body mass seems to be lifting weights at some level. So lifting weights at some level increases your lean body mass by both increasing muscle mass and lowering fat because of the hormonal cascade. Again, how does a hormonal cascade work? We don't know, but we know it happens. So if you can combine somewhere between 15 minutes to 20 minutes a day of, of some kind of resistance exercise and that's a big spectrum of concepts and then finish it up with a walk now here's the thing we're gonna get pushed back right away jordan we're gonna get pushed back right there well my neighborhood's unsafe we'll get a treadmill <laughs> right. well then um then i can't afford a treadmill then literally walk march in place yeah. march in place when you're watching those idiotic teams there was a show on tv called <laughs> idiotic show oh my god it was a well, two men and a baby. I watched it one time. There's another show about all these geeks uh, that have a hot girlfriend. Um, I don't don't mention. I don't watch TV, so I don't know how to help you. <laughs> and people would tell me about these shows in the gym, and I'd say, "Well, would you, you know, 
would you eat, you know, for dinner? Well, I didn't have time to do anything. You had time to watch those idiotic shows, mm -hmm. but not mm -hmm. time to make a good meal. For sure. And, and I, I'm with people last night at, at this thing, and they're all doing this the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. Playing on their phone. I'm not being an idiot. I'm, well, and it's also a sign that you're, I think you you probably need some kind of, you, you're addicted to your phone. Yeah. And, but, and, and of course, we're on a medium that. <laughs> So I got to be careful because we're on a podcast and they're going to listen to us on it. But so my point is that is if you have the basics taken care of, you drink water, you eat protein, you eat vegetables, you sleep, then that little bout, that little hit of weight resistance exercise followed by walking is the perfect formula from almost every listener you have. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from someone, like I said, who has lifted for 57 plus years, you know, so this is not coming from these 20 year olds that you see on YouTube that go, the next greatest trend is like, we're going to lift and then we're going to do jumping jacks and then we're going to do burpees and okay. then we're going to do, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to say something inappropriate. It's inappropriate. For those <laughs> who can't see right now, Jodell is wearing what I would consider a fairly modest outfit. Thank you. If you, and I'm not trying you know, it's hard for me to hide my, my, my biceps, you know, no matter what. I, but when you see, listen, the most fitness people like this, this one person who called me out about two weeks ago, every single thing this person does is without a shirt on. Right. And he's always doing something and it's always yelling at the camera. And then he jumps up on a box. Well, when you jump up on the box universally, you look kind of good. Cause you get that great abdominal <laughs> stretch reflex and, you know, and, are the girls, you know, they'll, it's always butt shots, boob shots, right. you know, butt, butt, boob, belly. And I get it. In fact, they look marvelous. And then I found out that one of the people I have great respect for, she does this thing called, it's called Eat Clen and Trend Well. There's these two drugs called. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, she, <laughs> so she's ripped, but she's also on these two drugs. Yeah. And it's like, why? And I got to tell you from from the heart you mentioned thyroid earlier but yeah besides a thyroid issue you know as females once you mess with your hormones you never unmess them that's right that's right well you if you decide to take anabolic steroids the changes the changes in your life uh, <laughs> aren't going to change very quickly jadell uh, right these are these for men they it's funny how fast i said I've dealt with a few guys who are big druggers and I've seen them later on in life. And it's like one of two things happens. Um, number one is that they'll say, Dan, do you remember me? And I always look at them and go, yeah, I remember about half of you. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and then of course the other one is now they just, they just shrivel up and they look, they look like they have, you know, very often they have that either the color of paper or that yellowish mm. color and they die. Young. And, and I'm, and sorry for that yeah uh so yeah so basically it it doesn't have to be crazy the kind of weightlifting you do i suggest for most people a vertical press uh, an overhead press uh because most americans need that to pull themselves out of that sitting or desk position mm -hmm. uh, everyone loves bench press and push-ups in america but most people really would be happier this way I like a vertical pull that can be a lat pull, chin up, pull up, whatever, or just a hang. Mm -hmm. um, I like a deadlift variation, but it doesn't have to be deadlifts. It can be trap bar or high box or deficit or whatever. Uh, I like a loaded carry for most of the people yeah. I work with. 
uh, either a farmer walk or a suit, suitcase. Farmer walk is when you walk with weights in both hands, heavy. Mm -hmm. But a suitcase carrying, this is better for most people, is when you carry a heavy weight in one hand and walk. Mm -hmm. And then the ab wheel and then go for a walk. Yeah. It could be that simple. Right. No, I love that because actually the listeners that I have that are clients at the gym I work at, they're going to hear you say, oh, okay, lift heavy and then walk. And that's what burns those fatty acids. And so it's good to hear them say that from you because I've told them that for years and I learned it from you. And so I was like, okay, I want them to hear it from the source. Like that yeah. is what burns fat. Not, you didn't say go sprint on the treadmill. You didn't say go for an eight mile run, did you? Now, here's the thing. Now, you someone's going to say, well, what about sprinting? And I'd say, you know, it's it's a dose. You dose sprinting. Right. Uh, I can tell you this: none of your none of your clients could work with me. I, I, I was a track coach for a long time, mm -hmm. and if you want to be my, uh, if you want to be lean, you come see me. I'll make you a four hundred meter runner. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. It don't worry about diet, folks. I mean it, folks. If you want to have a no diet fat loss program, and you will look good, promise me four years of training with me in the 400 meters. Why do I not worry about diet? Because we're going to see it uh, on the grass during the workouts because you're going to vomit <laughs> that stuff up. I don't care what you eat for lunch. Yeah. Don't go to any fast food place. But it might taste just as good coming back up as it did going down. <laughs> uh, you'll learn You'll learn how to time your eating. But running three, 400, uh, a 400 meter, 15 minute rest, a 400 meter, 15 minute rest, 400 meters, hard might be the hardest hardest workout the world has ever seen mm. so what happens Jodell, is what the late great charlie francis taught us is that your highs are too too low and your lows are too high and we all slide back to the original thing medium mm -hmm. so Jodell, the love of your life what's he like he's okay <laughs> how was your workout today it was okay so what you want is you want to do something that makes you have a little bit of a boom mm -hmm. followed by a walk. Nice. So that 400 meters, now that's, you know, you're looking at 45 to 65 seconds for that 45 meters. So it's a little long. But if you sprint hard for that 45 to 65 seconds, and then we have you walk for a few minutes, put your sweats back on, walk, easy jog, re-warm up and run another one. You can see how the power law is there. Yeah. High intensity, 15 minute rest, go again. Yeah. So that, that's extreme. No, but that's amazing. But it's amazing. But yeah, yeah, but for the cardio junkies listening, you didn't say run eight miles because you doing the job that you've done for this many years, you haven't seen long distance running or long distance anything be that beneficial, have you? It's more in the gym. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm a track coach. Okay. And it's very, very good for, for guys who want to run like the 10K, the steeplechase, uh, the 5,000 meters. Uh, for longevity? But well, mm, well, see, <laughs> just remember for longevity, any extreme isn't you. Okay. So I work with guys in the NBA who are literally a foot plus taller than me. Mm -hmm. Their longevity is impacted by the fact that they're seven foot three, seven foot four. Sure. So extremes of anything in, in is going to have an impact on longevity. Uh, if you decide to take every drug in the world to get your deadlift up to a certain number, 
that's going to have an impact on longevity. Uh, I'm sure if you decide to do some other, become the world's, you want to break the world record for eating bacon, <laughs> that's probably going to have an impact on your longevity. Sure. So the what you want to be for the longevity purposes, it's interesting because when they study longevity, they never, I have that great book by Guilford called Spring Chicken. And then I have uh, Sinclair's book on longevity. And when you read the longevity stuff, one of the first things you find out is that it is really a web. Not, It's not. And the funny thing is, it comes out to certain things like uh, being involved in community mm. is just as important for longevity. Um, now, it's true. I mean, uh, obese people don't live as long, and we know that. But there's there's going to be those outliers. You're going to talk. There's always that. My grandfather lived to 109, <laughs> smoked seven packs of cigarettes every day and drank. Jack Daniels was the only thing he ever liquid right. He ever right, and that's one person in eight billion, right? Yeah. And yeah. but the outliers always are the ones that always make you remember things. So you're not going to remember the fact that you know you have a, there are certain places where you know you'll go to a, the the senior center, and when you get there, everybody's using the senior center to uh, play sports and play games and to take classes. Um, this is going to sound weird to you. Uh, so I go to the senior center every Thursday night, uh, cause they have a dance and the guy, the guy, Tony Summer Hayes plays a whole great mixture of music. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, I go to the summer, I, I go there because of, uh, they have some really good courses on meditation and some other things. I'm 65. And, um, so in the mornings I Olympic lift at nights, I go to the senior center to dance Tonight and tomorrow night, uh, tonight I go to, I play trivia with my daughter, Kelly. Tuesday nights, I play trivia with my daughter, Lindsay. Thursday nights, I go to the Senior Center Dance. Now, you can say, well, Dan likes trivia and dancing. No, Dan knows that those communal aspects are as important for my longevity mm. as whether I take glucophage with metformin or <laughs> vitamin or... Now, True, metformin has longevity issues because it helps with keeping uh, your blood sugars. You know, it helps with the liver and all that stuff, yeah. right? I know that drinking water is really good. Great. Sleeping is, you know, nine hours a night. Meditation is great. When it comes to longevity, it's, the, in fact, the word fit, F-I-T, means to be knitted, knitted. Mm, I love that. So so the more knitted you are, it's interesting, the more knitted you are, the longer you live happily. And the more knitted you are, the farther you throw the discus. Because <laughs> throwing the discus far, you have to be, you have to be connected. Yeah. And so it's kind of beautiful how, and again, that takes us right back to a power law, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Discus throwing, Olympic lifting are very short burst things. Uh, when I picked up my right foot, it took me 1.6 seconds to deliver the discus. Nice. Okay. And yet my walk, you know, so it's, you want to be knitted here and then knitted in your social life. My cardio workout Thursday night is dancing to Moonlight Serenade, or Neil Young's Harvest Moon and, um, you know, just music and some fun stuff. It's just, that's my cardio. that cardio is probably more uh, efficient than me vomiting on the street corner after sprinting. 
Well, and you're lowering stress by doing it, which so much cardio for people induces stress because they're doing stuff they really don't want to do. So what are most people doing wrong with regard to their fitness, you know, i.e. maybe not resting enough or like you said, maybe doing the wrong kind of cardio? I think mistake people make is that they do something like in high school, say, and then just stop completely and then try to catch up, whether it's their sophomore year of college or when the, after they had a child, or when the doctor says you're going to die unless you do it. But that gap is the real issue. Well, and then okay, can I add another thing is the reality of things too. Uh, a lot of females will go back and say, they'll they'll think of their ideal body as when they were 14, and very often are tw- 13. And that's before secondary puberty hit for them. Mm-hmm. So that's when their hips were like this, you know, and then at age 13 or so, their hips widened, but they only remember what they look like in that, that they, they forget that secondary puberty to prepare for motherhood uh, it changes things. Uh, when you're working with athletes in high school, the females, uh, the males, they're like, they'll be in terrible pain and will grab their legs like I'm doing right here, or they'll grab their collarbones and say, coach, I feel like a I don't remember someone hitting me, but they both hurt. Well, that's growing pains. <laughs> but with females, because of the angles change, they actually get their career goes backwards for a while. And so what happens is people have this memory of what they look like when they're 13, 14, 15. And then they went up to college, drink beer and eat pizza every night. Uh, their body completely changed. At 25, they decided to get in shape. They go to some idiotic place that beats the living hell out of them. They quit after injuries. They quit for a couple of years. They have two, three kids. Then they decide to get in shape. But the shape they try to get back into is when they were 14, three, right. uh, some of these issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, it is, it, it, it almost becomes, you start to, as a trainer, become a, uh, and I'm sure as a nutritionist too. You, you you really need more of a therapy degree than you actually need a strength degree. Absolutely. Uh, I I've spent way too much time going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love it because, I mean, how we do anything is how we do everything. It's like you, so. when, when you can use your, like you said, your fit, the word of knitting together, um, it's like, Sometimes they need to show up on the gym floor and do the workout, but at the same time, they need to emotionally vomit out all of their, their um, weaknesses, if you will, like we're addressing the strength on the floor and hopefully by throwing out some of their weaknesses emotionally, they'll get a little stronger. So I believe in the word uh, that like people I have a training every day at 930, I invite everyone in the world to train with me. Uh, Interesting on Saturday, Mm -hmm. we had people from, let me see if I get this right. We had people from Kentucky, Idaho, California. And oh, Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin. And we have so people from to train with me. And uh, to me, that's a training session. Mm-hmm. But there's also that thing I call workout. I mean, like when my daughters were in middle school, much of my training was to work out. Work out there. Girls are wonderful. They're such good babies. And Aww. God, they're just so darling when they're in kindergarten, first grade. Oh, they're so cute. And they run and throw their arms around you in the second grade. And then sixth grade hits. And then life goes to hell. So when your daughters are both in middle school at the same time, you need to work out because you just want to kill. They're so (laughs) awful. 
<laughs> oh, and there's a listener going, my daughters are wonderful. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so sometimes you work, I agree with you. So I like training sessions, but I also understand the need to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like, for example, when I go to my accountant, I try, I try to come in. This is what I wear when I go to my accountant, because I try to work out before I get there. So when we go through the issues with the IRS, I'm fine. I just did <laughs> my head. But, you know, then I uh, or if you're going to go to the DMV, work out before you go to the DMV. Right. When you're when you get the number 631. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, number four. You can make it interesting and work out while you're there, I guess, too. So you've got time. You'd be exhausted, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so there is that element of working out life's crap. I agree with that. But most of the time I'm trying to, to I, I think, have a practice session where, you know, you never want to exhaust an orchestra. You might have long sessions, but if they get exhausted, the quality just dumps, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, some There's a great California football coach who told me an interesting thing about how they used to run 85 offensive plays per practice. And then one of the coaches realized at games, they only ran 65. Well, they were playing Monday, Tuesday, well, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, they were playing football games and then wondering why they were flat on Friday night. Mm -hmm. So they completely rescheduled. They said, okay, we don't, we don't need to do it. And so they, they restructured how they train. They slowed things down. And then they went on a, a just massive winning streak because their athletes were fresh when it was time to be fresh. Now, if you're just an everybody else, which uh, general population, you might never have to really have a moment where you're called on. Like I have a, you know, I'm an Olympic lifter. So every so often I have to step on the platform with three judges staring at me and I've just weighed in and, uh, I'd throw weights over my head. And uh, I like that. It's very stressful. Uh, often I have to lose anywhere from a pound to 10 pounds in the days before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nerve wracking. Uh, you sweat. You, you get that. You get that nervous sweat that just, <laughs> just brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, I like those moments, those white moments of of the, of the intensity, the white hot intensity of competition. Mm-hmm. Most of the people listening probably are like, what the hell is he talking about? <clears throat> Having said that, life still has her own power laws. You know, you're going to get that call. Uh, Friday, I backed my car out in the gym and the light came on. I had a completely flat tire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Small thing, no big deal. But <clears throat> I had to change a whole Friday around one little tire. Mm-hmm. And those are one of life. So, you know, if you're a parent and you get a call, Susie has an issue, everything changes. You have to rally up and go. And so for me, that's why it's so important to do things like weightlift and walk to give the endurance for if your child has the flu, but also the quick spark to rally up if, if you are needed. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And so with regard to like stuff people are doing inappropriately with their fitness, you had written something in a book that you have called, Can You Go? And I kind of am going to quote what you said here because it kind of spells out what a lot of people might be doing that they don't know is inappropriate, but it said different people must train differently according to their individual goals they have. So why is it 
that so many people insist on doing cookie cutter programs designed for another person? Why is so many people, why they see things on TV shows like The Biggest Loser in videos their friends send them and new articles they read on the internet and they blindly try to copy them? Why is it that people are happy to do the same workout of the day or the same training programs as other people despite having very different goals, experience levels, and existing issues? It not only doesn't make sense, but it can lead to serious injuries, plateaus, frustration. I not only love these questions that you put together, but I want you to finish your thoughts on this. Why does this type of approach like these you mentioned not work for long-term fitness? I wrote that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. I don't read my own work. So, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, well, we fell into this uh, in the internet age. Back when I was young, um, those strength and health magazines up there, they only came out once a month. Yeah. So only once a month could you really try something stupid. Uh, uh, strength and health never really did that very much. Iron Man magazine, the old Iron Man, they would have this thing, you know, this month they would say, and I fell into this one. They recommended 200 desiccated lever tablets a day and 200 brewer's yeast tablets a day. Wow. And it was supposed to mimic anabolic steroids with none of the side effects. I got to tell you, when I passed gas, you had to leave. <laughs> my urine oh my was horrible. <laughs> I felt terrible all the time. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, and then the next month it said to drink half and half, do a set of curls, drink, you know, a bottle of half and half, yeah. do a set of curls, drink a bottle of half and half. And that would all go right into your muscles. And then the next month, you know, and then, but it was only once a month you do something stupid and yeah. you don't do it, you know, Boy, that desiccated liver, that was, that's still. Oh, that was there. bad. I remember reading about that. Yeah, but in that the, was in uh, a book I read too. Yeah. Yeah, And then, but now with the internet, I mean, I just, you know, I was on the internet earlier today. <laughs> this life hack or something like that. It's on men's health. Mm -hmm. One simple hack got my body fat from 30% to 18%. You read the article, the guy goes from a normal American diet to a high level bodybuilding six meal a day plan. He goes from no training to a very high end four day a week weightlifting program, plus uh, about 30 minutes of cardio every day. One That's a back. simple. <laughs> well, well, I'd hate to find out what a complicated hack would yeah, be. Yeah, for sure. Holy cow. I mean, so. Well, I'm looking at that and it just reminded me about just what a crap heap, um, you know, that great, uh, that great the story in the, the Bible, the book of Job, uh, Job is sitting on a pile of dung. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's a play on words. It's a pun right. uh, in, in the Hebrew at the time, the word creation and the word dung were one sound apart like paper and pepper. Right. So when I was in the middle East, guy was telling me about making a meal out of green paper one time well they don't pronounce it like bat and bet are the yeah. same sound in cairo mm -hmm. so paper and pepper are the same sound mm -hmm. so dung and creation were real similar to each other so the idea was job is either sitting on a pile of dung or a pile of creation it just right. depends how you look at it <laughs> and i avoid and i i, I kind of think originally that i thought the internet was a pile of creation and now i'm kind of thinking it's a pile of dumb i agree uh, 
But what happens is, you know, you're, they're going to listen to this thing and go, oh my God, that's so interesting. And then go to some, you know, little vixen, yeah. uh, vixen, uh, female fox, in case you didn't know that. Uh, and uh, she's going to be saying, so follow me on my fat loss journey. And uh, these, these, these people online now, uh, they're experts in Olympic lifting, kettlebells, calisthenics, nutrition, recovery. Now, I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being a, I'm not an expert in nutrition. That's not true. I, I have good friends who are, and they just tell me the high points. I'm not an expert on recovery. I work at a university that's very good at that. And my friend, I just tell them, just tell, just tell me the, tell me the big, the big rocks. Right. Um, Olympic lifting and kettlebells, I hold my own. Yeah. Uh, track and field, I hold my own American football. And, but how, you know, you got this 21 year old person who's literally an expert on everything and everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and you guys fall for it. No offense, gentle listener, but you fall for it because <laughs> you, you forgot to do that one little thing that the sign was on my cousin's wall. Think for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard thing. And sometimes you have to sit back with the eye of, Oh, how do I say this nicely? Uh, a, a very discerning eye and say, that's a bunch of nonsense. Right. You know, um, the, one of the first things that happens when you f meet fitness models, almost universally in my, is how petite they are. Mm -hmm. um, Joda, how how tall are you? I'm 5'9". You're 5'9". You're yes. <laughs> so you would power over the bulk of the male fitness models. Right, right. And, you know, like there's that one Hollywood girl, she was in uh, uh, Wedding Crashers, Isla, and they had an article on her in Shape Magazine, how she uses um, yoga to stay in fabulous shape. Well, she's like four foot 10. Mm -hmm. And she's just built. And the fact that you're a Hollywood actress, and I'm, if you don't mind, uh, if I use this example too, I mean, if you're, if you're famous in Hollywood on the stage, theater, porn, uh, news commentary. You are a genetic freak to me. I mean that. You are. You. There are lots and lots of people who want these. You know, there is the, there's that pyramid. Earl Nightingale always talks about the top 5%. Mm -hmm. uh, to get in the top 5% as a newscaster, as a female, I mean, all you got to do is look. I mean, I used the word Fox earlier. I mean, it seems to me that Fox News, for example, hires a certain kind of female. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing I always found refreshing about that show called The View, and by the way, I'm not saying watch this and watch that, but the, the women on The View look more like the women I know. So in our field, you know, to, to get to the top, it seems, you have to, and I am, it's interesting, Tom Plummer uh, said in a workshop one time, Dan John's an overnight success. It took him 40 years. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I mean, you can do it like me, the 40-year plan, or you just nail it somehow. And you nail it with, with on the female side, I hate to say this, sounds horrible, but if you've got the DNA and you're not afraid to uh, do uh, plastic surgery, you can be a, a major fitness influencer without even knowing what a squat is. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why I have people like you on is because like, 
I want people that have been around the block. They've, like I said, they've seen all of the dogma out there and now they know what works and you're willing to share that. And you're willing to say, it doesn't have to be as complicated as a lot of these 20 some year olds on TikTok are making it, or it's not as easy as some of the 20 year olds on TikTok are making it, you know, like you do have to put in some effort. And here's the funny thing. And I like your point because I'm going to say something that's weird. I, I have a friend in California and she called me last night at 8.30 and she said, oh my God, it's probably your bedtime. And I said, no, I'm still up. And then we laugh because at 8.30, my friends know that I'm already starting to wind down for bed. Same. Because I go to bed <laughs> at about, it's a rare night I'm not in bed by nine. Same. 8.45, 8.45, I might be reading or, you know, like, well, last night I forgot you know something, so but I had to get back up, but no big deal. But my friends know by nine o'clock I'm done. Mm -hmm. Friday nights, I I retired from Friday night about five years ago. Mm -hmm. Me too. So, if I, I, <laughs> yeah. so if I, I will I will go out and have a good time on Saturday and even Sunday. Okay, but yes. Friday night, so so Saturday morning I wake up and and I steal time from I hate to call it my competitors, but I'm working and taking care of podcasts. I'm taking care of writing. I'm doing all that stuff Saturday morning. Saturday morning, I've got about a four-hour window of work where very few people respond to me back on email. Very few people respond back on forums. Mm -hmm. So I can get answer tons of things because I gave up. But here's the thing. I think you need to go to bed. I mean, my mom said one time to me, if it hadn't happened, it hasn't happened by 10 o'clock, it's not going to happen. And I, I keep hoping she meant something else, but I really think she meant something else um i i think there's a truth to that is that so it sounds so easy oh i'm 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 giving you permission gentle listener to sleep nine hours a night and here's the thing tonight there's gonna be pushback because they're gonna watch one more episode of a rerun uh that new disney show just came out we got to finish that and at eight nine 10, 11, 1130, finally go to bed. The alarm goes off the next day, another crappy morning. They make all these bad uh, nutrition decisions, uh, dietary, just, you know, eating, uh, eating food that's going to give a quick rush and a quick crash. We know this, right? Um, you're going to, you're going to drink Red Bulls because, you know, you're feeling crappy from the night before, whereas you'd be so much farther ahead. I fast a while every day and people ask me how I do it. I say, well, the most, the bulk of my fast, I'm asleep. Mm -hmm. And if I sleep eight or nine hours, especially nine, I don't wake up hungry and I can, I can just drink coffee for hours before my first meal. So I extend my fat break fast. I don't break my fast for a lot of time because I don't, I don't, there's no need for quick energy because I'm fully rested. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you to drink water at every meal. And I'm going to tell you to eat, when I tell people I eat vegetables for breakfast, you would think I I would I'm saying something like I enjoy, you know, eating baby seals stomach <laughs> when first, you know, the, I, I like to after I beat them to death, I you know oh I, my goodness. I, I chew <laughs> little noses off. Uh, I, we get the same response. I mean, it's like you what? You eat vegetables for breakfast? What kind of person are you? Well, no, it's <laughs> Um, well, but that's, but in my whole life, it's, 
everybody knows. I, I literally, I think everybody knows this, what I'm saying. Everybody. Mm-hmm. But it, it's that transition from knowing it to doing it. And that just, you know, as I always tell, there's three things I say when, when I'm working. There's part of my lecture on coaching coaches. There's the knowing, which you can get in books and experience. Um, there's the doing, mm. you know, and that's the ability to sometimes just fold your arms and say, okay, got to do it again. Got to do it again. Got to do it again. And then, of course, the third element is the savoir faire the ability to make it palatable to an athlete in 2022 when you learn this in 1973. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to change with the times and adapt and, um, you know, move on. One thing I've discovered is that by not adapting and trying to be cool, my students respond much better. You know, I don't, I've had some of my athletes, do you mind this small little riff, but um, I've had one or two of my athletes tell me how refreshing it is to finally have somebody just cross their arms and say, you're not working hard enough. You're not good enough. You don't have the physical talent to just show up and, you know, train for one hour. You need to work harder than any of these people because most of the time they're been, I'm not saying the kids have been coddled, but they've been lied to. Yeah. Just because you feel like being a great discus thrower doesn't mean you're going to be a great discus thrower. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I just feel like I need to. It's it's to me, it's the old joke. I love this joke because I think it's the most important joke for coaching there is. The little old lady goes to church and she says, Dear God, please help me. You know, help me, please. If I could just win the lottery, then all I can fix all these debts and help my family. Next day she goes, to, Dear God, please help me. She does this for an entire month, and finally a voice booms from heaven. Go halfway. Buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> uh, I often feel that, that that's that's how I do things as a coach. The person says to me, Dan, I'll do anything to lose weight. Well, I want you to sleep nine hours a night. I'm like, you know, that's uh, really yeah. hard. Well, that's just, you know. <laughs> yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah. Okay, I just I want you to drink more water. Oh, where, yeah. you, where are you gonna? I heard water factor. <laughs> it has hydrogen and oxygen in it. But hey, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna change. It's just going to get worse. Too. Uh, one of my guys I work with has these two clients, and mom brought them in, and they're basically junior high age. Is this an international listening crowd? Here? Yes. Uh huh. Okay, so you're looking at 13, 14 year old boys, and one of them exceeds 300 pounds and 138 kilos, and he's 13 years old. And mom wants my friend to get the kids in shape. Their backs hurt from sitting at the desks at school because desks aren't eighth grade, 13 year old desks aren't made for 300 pound people. Um, they're select, they're normal food isn't what I would allow my grandson to eat. It's, it's, if you want to set your child up for failure long-term, feed them beige food, you know, macaroni and cheese, chicken nuggets, French fries, beige food. There's, they'll never develop an appropriate gut biome. Uh, and I know some people say I go too deep on this gut biome stuff, but I mean, I've, I, when I went to the Middle East, I got extremely sick. So I know gut biome better than anybody. <laughs> uh, but if you don't establish a healthy gut biome when you're young, you're going to be chasing that the rest of your life. Right. 
Yeah. And it's funny because people say, well, can I just take some pills? Well, yeah, take the pills while you're swallowing down kimchi, sauerkraut, uh, you know, a big salad, you know, and some black beans and you'll, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Never hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Okay, so what is too much and what's too little? Let's talk about the frequency in terms of longevity. What's the right amount when it comes to lifting weights that somebody wants to start doing? If you do easy strength, um, if you if you do a reasonable training program, you can go three to five days a week almost yeah. instantly. Um, most people, so there's a couple of rules. Let's let's bounce away from my big world. Let's go into the more the more general population. Basically, you probably need 15 to 25 total reps in each exercise. Okay. So that's three sets of eight, five sets of three, three sets of five. Mm -hmm. Honestly, for your crowd, three sets of five to three sets of eight is perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. You need uh, a push movement, a pull movement, a hinge movement, which is like a deadlift or something like that, a squat movement. Um, and of course, you had the opportunity to have the uh, inventor of the uh, of the goblet squat with you, correct? I did. Did I? Yeah, me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that you so, actually coined that. I invented yeah. that. No, the whole damn thing, including the exercise itself. Okay. Not just the term, but yeah. Uh, so if you have them do three sets of eight in a push, three sets of eight in a pull three sets of eight in a, you know, a deadlift, uh, a high bar deadlift, whatever, uh, just picking a weight up off of a box, three sets of eight in the goblet squat, and then a suitcase carry down and back, and then go for a walk. You can do that for two weeks, three days a week. And so military press, row, goblet squat, rack deadlift, suitcase carry. After those two weeks, uh, a more horizontal bench like a be uh, bench press or incline bench uh a lat pull down uh a thick bar deadlift and then goblet squats why change that and a suitcase carry down and back i mean you can just keep playing around with simple simple movements mm -hmm. and you could probably get oh i don't know you could probably do that for a quarter to a half a year and in fact you just stuck with that I like that military press, pull down, rack deadlift, goblet squat, suitcase carry. Just do that. If you could do that for six months and go for a walk every time, all your dreams come true. Yeah. Uh, you will feel better, look better, move better. Yeah. You know, and, you know, when I'm, you know, I'm in a heavy Olympic lifting training program right now. Uh, gentle listener, that would be what you see at the Olympics. That's a snatch and the clearing jerk. And, you know, I'm doing a very heavy program right now, and I'm also on a very serious diet uh, at the same time, which is you know, madness. <laughs> but, you know, why would I do that? It's because, um, but I'm only lifting three days a week, and after every workout, I go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Now, today was a, because the weight workout, Mondays is my lighter Olympic lifting workout. So today, when I left, I had five-pound ankle weights, and I carried five-pound weights in my hands. Mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday's my heavy day. I'll just walk on that day. Fridays is my kind of my mediumish day. Mm -hmm. And then I'll either just maybe do heavy hands by himself. So I, I add, so I challenge myself 
to have harder walks by just varying the load. Mm -hmm. You could also just put on a heavy backpack or carry your kids. That would be a hard one, mm -hmm. uh, especially if your kids are in college. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever, just have some kind of, you know, and then so do something very simple and then have a very simple cardiovascular plan on top of it and all your dreams come true. Yeah. No, that's so that that's why you call it easy strength. Like it is what you put down and what you put down over the years that I've read is like going back to basics. It doesn't have to be all this crazy stuff, all these intense 45 minute workouts, you know, like, or hour. It's funny. I, I can go to a typical gym at age 65 and be the strongest person in there. Mm hmm. These guys train hard, longer and harder than I do, and they spend much more time looking in the mirror, and they spend a hell of a lot more time on their phone. On their phone. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. <laughs> they call taking a rest playing yeah, on their they, phone. You have to have the right song when you're doing curls. <laughs> uh, and I'll just see them. It's just like they're just, but they don't, you don't, they, I'm not ripping on them because they don't know better because that's all they see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fortunately, I was, you know, as an Olympic lifter, I was in places where, you know, you know, one of my best friends is the late, great Mario Martinez, you know, silver medals at the 84 Olympics. You know, when you're when you're working out with Mario, it's different than when you're working out with, you know, Toby, the guy who, you know, um, lives in his mom's basement and trains three hours every day in the gym. It's it's a different world, mm -hmm. you know, you know, yeah. Toby, that's a funny name. <laughs> Okay, so now your thoughts on um, mobility and like natural yes. movement and adding that into the mix. Yeah. So what we do at my gym, and I'm not selling you w what to do, but I know I'm right, so you might want to listen. <laughs> we use Tim Anderson's original strength, which is very simple movements. So if I'm in the prone position, that's called a neck knob. Mm -hmm. This is called find your shoes. I'm up in my hands, knees, and feet. We call that the six-point mm -hmm. neck knot. Find your shoes, rocking. Stick one leg out to the side. Those are called uh, kickstands. Mm -hmm. Rock, kick, stick. Do those between every exercise. That's your rest period. So I like mobility as your rest period. Not playing on your phone. <laughs> so yeah. if you're doing three sets of eight in the military press, uh, a good complement to overhead work for most people i work with on prone position neck nods mm -hmm. okay because uh, a lot of us carry so much tension here and there's so much tension in an overhead press right, right. so we press and then we work on, on loosening up here mm -hmm. here's what you're going to miss military press you're standing where's how do you get prone gotta go, gotta get with the prone. Gotta go down gotta go down the ground yeah and at my age, the most dangerous thing in my house is the ground. I'm getting up and down off the ground between every set of uh, of lifting. And that is how we do it. And two days a week. So Tuesdays is a day where we we do loops, uh, just gentle walks. I tend, if I'm in a fat burning time, I'll do, you know, I'll use five pound heavy hands. We'll go about half a mile. So, cause my, the loop is two loops is half a mile. So two loops, original strength, two loops, original strength, two loops. So two loops, mobility, two loops, mobility, two, by the way, probably the best mobility you can do is walk. Mm. 
yeah. because of the spring in the spine that you get, you know. It's the most functional thing we do in life, so want to keep then, doing it. And then Thursdays is only mobility. Mm, good. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I Olympic lift. Tuesday, third, Thursday, I walk and do mobility. Saturday, I, uh, people come over. I give them very often on Saturday. I clean the gym or do little gym housekeeping, and but I get a walk. And then Sunday, I tend to go to the farmer market over here, and and buy vegetables, which ends up being about a two mile. But it's not a walk. It's I'm going to the farmer market and buying vegetables and coming home. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not saying what I just said is a perfect program, but you know, I just broke. You know. I just broke the American record in the clean and jerk. Uh, I should have broke the snatch record in England, but I missed it. It's it's practical, though. It's stuff that people listening can implement into their daily life, just creating movement in the ways that benefit your body for the reason why you're doing it for. So now you did mention yeah. um, fat burning. And so one of my one of my questions I had listed for you is I'd love to talk. I love to talk fat loss. And if if I know that you've written extensively on this over the years of reading your stuff, I know you have at least five tips you could offer my listeners for fat loss. Let me just add one more thing. Okay. If you are extremely busy because of your job or career, I think it's okay to lift on Saturday and Sunday and then have a light lift workout on Wednesday. Yes. So pick five maybe harder exercises on Saturday and maybe five machine-ish exercises on Sunday Mm -hmm. and then try to get something maybe even if it's just one exercise on Wednesday Mm -hmm. and try to get your make your walking days Monday Tuesday Thursday Friday I'm just sharing that in case anybody is like I just can't I don't have the time to do that hard workouts Mm -hmm. you could also work out Monday Wednesday Saturday or whatever works out for you sure yeah on, on, on fat loss um, I mean, I tend to spend most of my career trying to increase people's lean body mass, but fat loss, there's only, two, there's two avenues to go. Either it has to be an all out war, 28 days, freakishly strict diet. You know, um, I'm currently week three in the velocity diet, which I don't recommend by the way, but you know, I'm doing it because I I'm, I'm in a weird place right now. And what's nice about a strict diet is if I'm having a bad day, I just blame the diet. <laughs> Uh, so there's two ways to go about it and it's by the way it's a power law isn't it you know once again so 28 days you find something uh you know adkins two-week induction i gotta tell you agree or disagree with it i like uh that book uh was her name dinger or minger the food pyramid death by food pyramid or something like that i like that book where she makes the very basic point that it we humans tend to do either really well on extremely low fat diets yeah. or extremely high fat diets. Right. Now we can disagree with it, but I've always thought for the short term, mm-hmm. 28 days, four weeks. For those of you who missed 28 days, that's four weeks. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think some people are in places. And the reason I bring that up is that very often in the world that you and I both work in, people have a reunion or a wedding coming up and we don't have much time. Mm-hmm. So you, you in your toolkit, Jodell, you need to have that. You need to have a two week induction, Adkins, the V diet. You have to have those kinds of things. Protein sparing. 
like uh, protein modified, yeah. protein sparing modified fast. Yeah, I like that yeah. too. Uh, Walter Longo's f- uh, fast mimicking diet, mm-hmm. uh, five days of nuts, olives, and veggies, which by the <laughs> way, I loved. Um, I've done it many, I stopped doing it over COVID because I was the, the world was under enough pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, that is there value in the two week induction? Uh, Atkins induction. Yes. What's the value? Well, in two weeks, we drop a macronutrient called carbohydrates mm-hmm. and we eat a lot of, you know, eggs and steak and fish and fowl. And for two weeks, and yes, it, it, people say, well, that's just a water weight. I don't care. For two weeks, we are making rapid changes, but more importantly, there's psychological changes. Going exactly. On. Yeah. So, one, I don't mind having a plan for two to four weeks and all out war on fat. I think it's great. Having said that, that's unsustainable. Yeah. But the other way thing I think you should do is just come up and what I did uh, about a year and a half ago, I weighed 261, uh, weighed in at 218 today. And I decided I needed to, uh, if I want to dance with my, my granddaughter Josephine's wedding, I I can't weigh 261, even though I threw the caber and I lifted big weights and I was a great Highland game athlete. So I just said, okay, what are you going to do? So I decided to extend my fast to after my morning workout. I added walking to my morning workout in the afternoons. I I've added drinking hot water, whether you agree with it or not. Is a hot water with lemon when I remember lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, I've, so I'm drinking hot water as we speak right now. Good deal. Uh, so every meal was protein, veggies, and water. I would sip hot water all afternoon. And that's it. <laughs> Sleep fast until you work out and walk. Veggies and protein and water at every meal. Sip hot water. There you go. And I lost a pound or two a month to go from 261 to 218, virtually without doing much. I even cut down. I was lifting five days a week. And I thought, and and what I noticed about that is I was losing weight too quickly. So I backed off to four. I was still losing because I wanted to lose a pound or two a month. You're a nutritionist and you can disagree with me. You'd be wrong, but you can feel free to <laughs> is that I, I felt that by losing if I lose faster than a pound or two a month, it's not sustainable. Mm. So it's real easy for me to crash. Like uh my most famous story is I weighed 274, 273 on a Thursday and weighed in at the uh American Open at 242 and a half on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now that's not healthy. It was directs. Maybe I shouldn't share that. <laughs> I the joke was I drank a gallon of water and I weighed two sixty eight again. You know, um, but that's not that's not sustainable, not real, and my body is going to go through some hormonal damage. Plus, start be jonesing to get back up to to two sixty or two seventy. I'll bring my weight down to say you know two eighteen, and then boom. A month later, it'd be 230, boom, 240, boom, 250, 
boom, 260. Because that's what happens. Mm -hmm. I felt if I could do it at a, a pound or two a month, um, gentle listener, the thing, the concept is called rolling averages. Okay. And what you want to be able to do is stand back. And when you look at your, your weight loss, weight loss. Now this is different folks. And I agree. Body fat is not weight loss. Right. I, but in this case, just, just go with me. So if you look and you stand back here with my weight loss chart, it's a nice linear progression. Mm -hmm. If you get real close and you pull my journals out and look, it's 228, 223, 227, 227, 229, 226, 222, 224. But at the end of the month, it's 223. Yeah. Like this, I'm fluctuating. But when you stand back, it's straight. Yeah. Rolling averages is something. Now, the problem uh, in the gentle listeners, I to know that as a discus thrower, because of the winds, because of the weather, because of where you are in the weight room and where you are in the season, you know, I could throw in a meet. I mean, my, my senior year, you know, I throw 179 a meet next week. It's 159 because the weather was bad. Well, people are going, what's wrong with you? And it's like, dude, it was a tailwind. Then I go up to Boise State and they had the biggest coach. Mon said it was the best discus throw I ever made in my life. It went 167.11. Three weeks later, I throw 190. What's funny is he critiqued the 190 throw more than he critiqued the 167.11 throw. <laughs> because the, so I hope you're following here. Yeah. But you have to kind of step back mm -hmm. and look at those those big numbers. Um, you can, I like, I get this for, I, I don't do this. Uh, Clarence Bass thinks you should do a waistline measurement every day. I don't because I can never figure out where my waistline is. Uh, <laughs> but I do weigh in every day. And I got that from Clarence Bass. And the first thing you have to do, and I think there's value to weighing in. Because if you're up seven pounds, you know, I go, if I'm up, say, seven pounds overnight, which, by the way, isn't unusual for a man of my size. Mm -hmm. Now that, <laughs> how would your clients like that, Jodell? Mm, well, and in the sense of a woman, the hormone fl always fluctuates with a man, you've got the same consistent hormones all the time. So the woman's going to fluctuate and they're gonna be like, I didn't need anything different. I gained seven pounds. Well, they could be ready to start their period. Yeah, they're gonna, you know? So they're not yeah, thinking and, about and, that. And you'll, be, and you'll be pulling the gun out of their mouth. Right, too. right. Yeah. But for me, when I gain seven pounds overnight, I come in and I say to Mike, dude, man, I wait. 229 today. I was 222 yesterday. I use those numbers because those are easy math numbers. And, and it'll be like, well, gee, where'd you eat for dinner? And I'll be like, well, I went to this restaurant. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. sodium. <laughs> and when we do our walk, when I start to sweat, it'll be like, oh, God, there it is. Because it goes yeah. right in my eyes, reminding me not to eat at that place anymore <laughs> or whatever it is, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, going out to dinner even though I might only eat two or three pounds of food. Wait, is that about right? How much, <laughs> how much is a, how much is a meal at a restaurant? How many pounds is it weigh? I don't know. Like if you got a ribeye, you're talking what? 12, 16 ounces. That's a pound right there. Sure. So, so I'm not, I, when I say two or three pounds in a meal, I don't, I'm, you know, when you add the beverages in too, yeah. I'm, I'm not being crazy, mm. but when you eat a three pound meal, but you put five pounds on, 
that tells me that you probably had, there's other factors. Sure. And you're, and the weird thing is sometimes, I don't know if you've ever done uh, anything like uh, cyclical ketogenic dieting, which is what I recommend for elite throwers, even though a lot of people hate it. I, I, I'm good friends with Lyle McDonald. So, you know, when he came up with it, I said, I don't know how it is for your people, but it's great for throwers. By the way, you can peat on the fifth day of no carbs. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're a total asshole. Oh no! Because <laughs> you're just in a crappy mood. You're just after the meat. I get one beer and a piece of pizza, and it's like, Coach, I love you so much. <laughs> you just see it. Oh you know, my like, goodness! Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you do cyclo- cyclical ketogenic dieting, you know you'll see these numbers on the scale that are that would be impossible for most of your listeners to deal with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're talking massive changes yeah. in, on the scale. Yeah, yeah. Scale, like yeah. I wouldn't say ten pounds, no, but it's seven would not be weird on the a Saturday or Sunday weigh-in. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, what about supplements? Do you have like just your go-to supplements that since you've been in the industry that you're like, this is it. These are the ones you need. Yeah. I, I still believe in fish oil. Okay. I, I, Rob Wolf told me years ago, uh, uh, you know, Rob, okay. Rob, Rob told me fish oil. I start on, I had my athletes do it. The thing is with my athletes, so the skin's the largest organ. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that my athletes who had acne, the acne eased off. I noticed with my older clients, a lot of that reddening from uh, inflammation eased up. In my own case, the inflammation eased up. And I thought, if your skin's improving from just taking a damn pill, something's good. something good's going on inside right uh the second thing uh do you mind if i ne- mention specifically a supplement no, go ahead yeah Are you sure? yeah that's fine i take a i take a supplement called hibernate for sleep and it's got just a touch a hint of melatonin very mm-hmm. small amount but it's got magnesium and zinc yeah and the, the guys who run the company also do the easy strength protocol oh, cool. and so we become friends because um they train with my system, which helps them sleep better. And then the supplement, uh, it does help my quality of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've gone back and forth on vitamin D through the years, but uh, mostly I just would rather be in the sun. Good for you. As, as appropriate. Yes. Um, vitamin D is not, by the way, a vitamin. It's a pro-hormone. Right. So if you're not taking, if vitamin D is an issue, to me, it's deeper than just a supplement. Now, I, I I do have a close friend who has an issue with vitamin B1 uh, due to uh, very high levels of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And watching a person get, I think it's called berry berries, B1 right. berry berries. Yeah, yeah. To watch B-R- someone. B-E-R-I, yeah. Be, yeah, yeah berry and, um, Watching someone in 2022, and of course, it's called thiamine, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also lack of B1 uh, makes the brain go rotten, mm-hmm. which is just, I, I'm telling you. So I don't believe in supplements necessarily. Now, so fish oil to me is a food. Okay. Uh, when I can, I use my, like when I'm in Ireland, I don't take fish oil because I eat 
I eat fish, fish every yeah. once a day. Mm -hmm. When I'm in Norway, I don't take fish oil because I eat fish two or three times a day. Right. When I'm in Okinawa, I don't take fish oil because I eat 18, 20 different vegetables a day <laughs> and fish at every meal. Yeah. So, but when I'm in Utah, <laughs> uh, a little hard to get fish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, but you know, yeah. it's not, it's not, not high quality. Yeah. You know, where, where did you get today's catch? And you yeah. see, you know, you know, <laughs> you see red pulling in the, you know, row, right there, you know, yeah. I was in Galway one day and I go, God, these muscles are good. Where do you get them? And the young lady goes right there. She pointed to, you know, you know, Bob's. I know. Why muscles. can't we have that? Yeah. It was like, yeah I can't. That was a pretty friend. Uh, I went to, when I was there last time, the mackerel run had just come in mm. and all the fish and chip places had mackerel on mackerel fish and chips on sale. Yeah. And so, and I'm thinking to myself, this mackerel was in the ocean this morning, you know, <laughs> and, and, and it was fresh. Yeah. It, I'm talking fresh. So for me, fish oil, and I do think, I don't know if you know this, but in human history, it's believed that we were down probably of a surviving population was low as 600 at one time. Mm -hmm. It's believed by some that we were, uh, it, we survived in uh, at the tip of South Africa. Uh, we were just probably 600 of us. And that, now this used to be well-documented. It might've changed by now. That was, you know, two years ago. <laughs> And what they believe saved humans, and this is one of the great, is that we became foragers uh, on the ocean. So we started eating clams, mussels, uh, kind of, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but clams and mussels don't sprint away from you. You don't need high tactics of hunting to eat them. <laughs> uh, and it's believed, and it's it looks like they think these caves were not just hundreds of years but perhaps thousands of years of habitation and it's some believe that all that fish uh that fat from the sea is what got our brains to develop so that we figured out these other methods of you know killing everything uh so we developed from there um on the evening stuff i i one of the things i find i wouldn't want to say most people I work with are magnesium deficient, but boy, the magnesium seems to be like a link, a, a little, it's a pretty cheap way to address a lot of people I work with issues. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Now the downside is, and gentle listeners, this is important. When I do this with the military guys, especially the groups I work with who are the top, the tip of the spear. You got to be real careful how you phrase this because uh, uh, someone working with me said, yes, you can take milk of magnesia to get it. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you've ever seen the women who make the milk of milk of magnesia. Their forearms are massive. They take the <laughs> <and just> squeeze. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh okay, my gosh, not... yes. <laughs> so and if you work with this community, if you have a little bit, well, that's what a normal, that's what Jodell in Missouri would take. Yeah. I'm Dan John. So if she takes two, you know, teaspoons, I'm going to help break half the bottle. <laughs> and famously, one guy was out for three days uh, on sick leave because he basically decided that, 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 that milk of magnesia. Mm -hmm. Well, what magnesia does is it's the muscle relaxant for the body, which is why it helps you fall asleep, but it also relaxes all the sphincter muscles right. uh, that, 
propel your uh, food that transforms into waste material that transforms into your morning, uh, your morning ritual. And of course, if you take too much magnesium, it turns that from a, <clears throat> a slow process into a race car process. <laughs> uh, zinc, zinc is another one that I think a lot of people, the males I work with probably have a little bit. Uh, and of course, you know, the more, uh, the more, uh, now we're going down a, uh, uh, the more sexual a male is, the more zinc uh, they need to, to get somehow. Yes. Yeah. Virility. Much, yes, yeah, yeah. Much of, much of the orgasm mm -hmm. is, is a zinc pathway. Yes. And that was a little bit too much information. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that's all good. Um, so we will wrap up here because I've taken oh. so much of your time, but you know what? I would love to do this again because I have literally, 20 more questions listed that I wanted to ask you. So we didn't even scrape. The I'm going to ask you a quick question yeah. just so we can, we can uh, uh, just pimp the next one. Okay. Give me, give me five questions real quick. I'm not going to answer much one here. Go. Okay. So we did not talk about, I wanted to break down the genres of people, what they should be gearing towards as they age. Like the, you had a great article about like 16 to 35, what they want to focus Good, got on. It. Next, right. next. Yes. Okay. And then I wanted to talk about your daily shark habits because I read an article Good, that next. I love your shark habits. Yes. And uh, then next. also um, your philosophy on retaining muscle and living longer from and why we do it we need to have a why because you do it for josephine your little granddaughter you want to dance at her wedding so i want to talk more about the people developing their why and then uh so it sounds like you are going to do this with me again then right awesome because you have to, uh okay you have um, Q&A on your podcast, which I love. So people need to go to the Dan John podcast and check that out because you can actually submit questions to him. But I thought, man, it'd be fun to have you on my podcast as Q&A with, with Dan and have them send questions to me for you as well after this one airs. So we might have yeah. to do that too. Hey, what? Yeah, after uh, Gentle Listener, uh, send them here. But if you have questions for me, podcast at danjohnuniversity.com. Okay. Okay. But the thing about shark habits and pirate maps, if, for example, I'm wearing a V-neck. Yeah. Uh, actually, before I used to always, I, I gave away all my older, they, these shirts were expensive. The, it's the, whatever, it, that the brand that was the ancient name of Bird at, at Clarence <laughs> or something like that. And they, they, they cost me up to 40 bucks a piece, 80 bucks in some cases. I bought 16 pair because that's all they had in North American my size. But then I realized when I wear a jacket with uh, a polo shirt, it doesn't look good. So now I bought uh, 20 pairs of these V-necks. So that's a shark habit. One oh, bite, yeah. I never think about what I'm wearing. Everybody, who knows, <laughs> everybody who knows me knows exactly what I'm wearing. Yes, uh, same I'm here. Wearing, I'm wearing barbell sh shorts. <laughs> I'm wearing uh, those uh, those ugly uh, uh, those ugly uh, black shoes I always wear. Oh, and everybody I know knows exactly what I'm wearing. You don't That's have it. to think about it. Like you, like I buy the same shirt in different colors and I'm like, I just put it on because it fits. It feels good. I'm happy. So <laughs> people ask me about like, uh, how do I write, you know, up to two or three books? One year I wrote three books and people say, how do you do it? And I go, well, because I wear this shirt. And they no, no. I mean, what do you do? Well, I wear this shirt. So while you're spending my, 
uh, I have chart. I mean, I have all these lists. I have all these things. Um, right now, my travel bag is packed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to Providence this weekend. But when I came home from my last trip, I just repacked the bag for my right. next trip. Yeah. So when I go on a trip, I just open my bag and I just look at it and I go, oh, I forgot to put underwear in there. Right. That's it. Ooh, right again. <laughs> I go to, I teach in England for up for three weeks, up to three weeks a year. And I take one carry on yeah. and you say, how do you do it? And here's the thing about that carry on. I have training equipment in it. I have every medicine I can even imagine. I've got everything I need to teach in the classrooms. I've got books. I've got this, I've got that all in one carry on. Why? Because yeah. I think about these things. Yeah. Yeah. I use this. Yeah. You no. are more alike. We're more alike than you think. Cause I'm, I'm easy. Like I, everything I wear is usually black or gray. Cause it's all going to match too. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, don't buy too much stuff because then you can just rotate through and buy the same shirts, yeah. wear the same things. Yeah. I get it. Less decision yeah. time. Yeah. So you have more brain time for other things. So yeah. Exactly. And then the whole thing about when people ask me about my social life and it's like, well, I do this, 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 and this. Oh, you're so busy. No, not, not, not really. Monday really. <laughs> night I go to Ice House and play trivia. Tuesday night I go to Barney soon. I go to the senior center and dance on yeah. the sun. Right? Yeah. No, it's not, I'm not that busy. No. Uh, this has been a, a real difficult, well, it's been a difficult two years for me, but this week in particular, uh, one of my real mentors, one of my closest and dearest friends, John Powell, died. He was the great discus thrower. Uh, I met him when I was a sophomore in high school. We remained friends. Um, his wife said uh, I was like a son to him, and uh, he died this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, not far from your house, uh, a great weightlifter by the name of John McKeon also died. Mm-hmm. He's part of that group in Columbia. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the weightlifters in Columbia, the guys who do all the odd lifts, John tremendous writer so john mckeon and john powell both died on the same day and uh, wow. if you don't mind i'd like to uh, let make sure your your listeners know that uh, you know some of the great influences in my life passed and it part of my legacy is to make sure i share their legacy yeah. so let well, me maybe that. on the next episode you can share some tips that you learned from them along the way so that would just be type, a good way to Type my name and there it is. And John Powell, I think I quoted probably every single article. Uh, yeah, I think I remember seeing that. So now if people want to work with you or talk to you more or just hear from you and read your stuff, where can they do that? Well, I got two sites. One is called danjohn.net. That's right. It's free, thousands of pages of information. It's 3,000 pages uh, if you if you decide to print it. Which yeah. I think is lunacy. <laughs> and there's a paid site called danjohnuniversity.com. It's got the workout generator. Mm-hmm. It's got a great forum. Uh, it's not very expensive to join my site. Uh, in fact, I've been told I, I'm way undervalued, but I'm like, you know, I'd rather have a thousand people at a, at a, um, 10,000 people at a lower price versus, you know, $5,000 a month with just two people. So, yeah. you know, that's the way I do things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, danjohnuniversity.com. If, if you could link both of those somehow, that I'd I really will. appreciate it. Yeah, I always do. do. And check out your books as well. Cause you have, like I said, a potpourri of books you've written over the years and they're all great. So, and the best place to find them is at on target 
publishing. Yeah, I'll put that in there too. Yeah, if you could and look it up and get so the link is correct. Um, yeah. The thing about if you buy them at On Target, you get the paper, you get the E, and you get the audio. Hard, yeah. So you get, you know, but if you buy them on Amazon, A, I don't get jack for it, which is, yeah, which is a big deal. Yeah. But also, too, you don't get any of the fun stuff with it. Yeah. They, they charge you for the Kindle. They charge you for the audio. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll put all those links in there. Thank you so much. Finally, one more thing is Audrey Hepburn's quote that I love is called, I believe every day should have at least one exquisite moment in it. So Dan, what was your one exquisite moment today? Besides meeting you? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I was getting a little bit jerk. So I got the, I got the platform set up. And I've got a heavy lift I'm about to make. And uh, I hear my daughter and I turn around and there's my little grandson, Leo, you know, and he sees me and his eyes brighten up and he starts to walk over in that toddler walk. Yeah. Pick him up. So I, even though I was ready to jerk, I I got to hold Leo for about two minutes. And uh -huh. I even while I was holding him, I was like, well, there's a great, most of your listeners wouldn't know. It's called the Epic of Gilgamesh. It's one of the. It's probably the oldest epic that we humans know at this time. <laughs> and the alewife says to Gilgamesh, "Look at the child that is holding your hand. These things alone are the concern of men." That's and, powerful. And that was my Gilgamesh moment. Yeah, that should be what we're focusing on in our day is like those little yeah. moments of holding, like I have a seven-year-old and anytime she'll crawl into my lap and snuggle, I'm like, my exquisite moment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Dan, this has been so fun. I can't wait to do well, it thank again. thank you. So and I, I expect to see you soon. <laughs> Later. Okay. You got it. Yep, we'll do it. Thank you so much. You're awesome. <laughs> Bye for now. Well, if you've listened to me at all, you'll know that I preach protein and protein is the building blocks of every healthy cell in our body. And you need protein throughout the day to sustain really good healthy cell turnover. And I get asked a lot, what about if I don't have time for protein? I can't really get in a meat source. It's okay. I love a good whey protein. And my favorite recently has been this grass-fed whey from Iconic Protein. I love their ingredients. I love that they use a monk fruit. It's simple ingredients. There's literally four ingredients in this protein powder. And it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. There's a lot of grass-fed protein powders out there that are like, like boutique -y and they're all about you know 50 60 70 dollars no this guy's gonna run you less than 30 dollars and with my discount code you're gonna get 15 percent off so check out iconic protein they also have for those of you really on the go and you don't have time for anything even blending up a protein drink um, you can get their immunity coffee now you know I love my coffee and this iconic drink is made with MCT oil and all natural ingredients and it actually has a few vitamins and minerals that help with immunity. So this is something I'm gonna grab, I'm gonna add it to my coffee, maybe I'm gonna drink it on its own. It's a really nice way to grab and go. So for those of you that say, I don't have time for protein, now you do. Check out Iconic Protein and their immunity coffee as well as their different flavors of protein powder. And use my code JODELL, J-O-D-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, to save 15% off your Iconic Protein purchase. 
Botoxin illness is a real thing and today a lot of people are dealing with stuff called Lyme or mold exposure, also parasites. All of these toxins are infiltrating our system because of the system that we're living in. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of options out there that are quick and effective to get rid of these toxins that are infiltrating us, except for something that I am getting so excited about, which is called the Milk Cleanse. So you're definitely gonna wanna check out this eight-day program. It's just a simple cleanse you can do. It's a simple mono diet that requires no effort on your part except to find your favorite source of milk. And side note here, even if you're dairy intolerant or lactose intolerant, you can still achieve health through this milk cleanse because there is some really great research out there showing that a mono diet of milk actually can help you develop a tolerance for dairy. So I'd like you to go to themilkcleanse.com and check it out. There's so much great research there. I myself have done it repeatedly now with great success. Um, actually at the tail end of my mold exposure now, I did this eight day milk cleanse and 99% of the leftover symptoms I had are gone. So if you wanna try this milk cleanse, you can use my promo code TMCJODELL that's T-M-C-J-O-D-E-L-L-E for 10% off the cleanse. I can't recommend this cleanse more because of how much it's done for me and I know it's gonna do wonders for you as well. Everybody I know that's done this has had great success. It's not a diet, it's just a simple way to add better health, better gut health, better brain health in just as little as eight days. So if you have questions on this or you think it's kind of kooky, reach out to me, getfitwithjodell at gmail.com. I'm happy to inform you about how much I love this cleanse. And don't forget to listen to my latest podcast where I podcasted with the founder of The Cleanse just to break down all the information for you. But again, themilkcleanse.com and use my promo code T-M-C-J-O-D-E-L-L-E for 10% off. Milk really does do a body good. Hey guys, are you in the Midwest? Are you in the East Coast? Are you in Brazil? Are you in Asia? It doesn't matter where you are. I would love to work with you as your nutritionist. And so just to let you know, I offer nutrition consulting worldwide. You can work with me anywhere. I have clients all over the world and I love to spend time over the internet with each one of them, figuring out their specific needs. So your specific needs, what deficiencies are you having? What symptoms are you dealing with daily that we can address for you? So that's what I, as a nutrition detective, like to get to the bottom of. I ask you a ton of questions. We meet over Zoom or over FaceTime, whatever is convenient for you. And we discuss all of your specific needs. If you would like to work with me, just shoot me an email, getfitwithjodell at gmail.com. That's getfit. G-E-T-F-I-T-W-I-T-H-J-O-D-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. And let's set up a 15 minute free call for you just to see if I'm a good fit for you as a nutrition therapy practitioner. Again, email me, getfitwithjodell at gmail.com and let's get you set up feeling better, lose that unwanted weight that you have going on lose those symptoms that you have hanging around and optimize your health as best we can.